Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vanden Heuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Well, hey everyone. Welcome back to the show. If you are not familiar, uh, I started a just a short little mini-series on uh, just the warfare of faith and uh, the introduction to this series was last week. So If you haven't taken about a half hour to uh, listen to last week's episode, can I humbly encourage you to take some time, set some time aside to listen to last week's episode because it's going to really be be the foundation for the next four weeks. And over the next four weeks, I'm going to be really talking about different women of the Bible who just really just demonstrated just this uh, emboldened faith to believe that that if God could use anybody to change their set of circumstances or the world in which they were living in, they said, here am I, here am I, God, I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do, I'll follow your lead, I'll say what you want me to say, I'll go where you want me to go, and these women that we're going to be taking a look at over the next four weeks here, I mean, they're incredible women, and wow, as I've been studying and preparing for this short mini-series, my faith has been encouraged. My faith has been just bolstered and uh, just really feeling like, wow, uh, I God, I want to do I want to do great and mighty things for you. God, I want to I, I just want to uh, I want to live my life in a manner that that just really advances your kingdom and takes a stand for godly values uh, and and just really kind of, Uh, If you're familiar with the Old Testament, you know, kind of put a stake in the ground, if you will, and just declare that uh, I am going to take a stand and stand my ground for for my faith, for the, my God, for um, for kingdom principles, for godly uh, a godly system, and so I, I just really believe that that as you tune in over these next four weeks and just really hearing about these women of faith, that you too are going to be encouraged and just spurred on in your own faith. So this is the introduction, like I said, was last week. And today begins then the first the first example, the first biblical example that we're going to look at this woman of faith series here. We're going to be looking this week at the life of Abigail. And if you if you're not familiar with her, her story is in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel chapter 25 and verses 2 through 42. 
For the sake of time, I'm not going to read all of those verses. I you know, really do my best to try to keep these episodes right around the 30-minute mark, but I really encourage you to go back and um, you know, just open up your Bible and read those passages of Scripture to really feed your faith and, and just really looking and just kind of pulling apart uh, her story and how God so powerfully used her. But I, I lay that out there before you because I'm, I'm just going to give you a little bit of, of context into who she was and just to kind of give you an idea of, of the world that she was living in. Uh, she was married to a man named Nabal, N-A-B-A-L, that was incredibly arrogant. He was greedy and very selfish. He thought he was something uh, more than he was. And can I just say, as I read that, and as I was studying for this week's episode, I was immediately reminded as I was reading about this man named Nabal, the scripture that says pride goes before the fall came to mind when I was thinking about this arrogant, greedy, selfish man who just really felt like he was all that in a bag of chips. Uh, so let's keep that in mind, right? Let's keep that in mind as we are, as we are, you know, engaging our faith to become just a, a more powerful woman of faith in, uh, in the world that we're living in. But Abigail, she was everything that he wasn't. So we established who he was, her, his character. Well, Abigail was everything that he wasn't. It's really been said of her, and it's so interesting to me as we dive into her story that she is this warrior of the Lord. She is just this this woman of incredible faith. She was a risk taker. She was uh, just really bold and uh, incredibly wise. We're going to dive into that here in just a couple of minutes. But it's also interesting to me that it has been said of her that she is one of the Bible's greatest peacemakers. Yeah. You know, I think that so often we can kind of get a little confused in our minds when we think about, you know, being being a warrior and, you know, just being this woman of, of really strong, uh, tenacious type faith, that it's it's this, you know, loud and, and, you know, just like, I am woman, hear me roar, you know, kind of pounding on fists and, you know, kicking walls down and stuff like that. And, you know, does God use use that? Could God be in that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. But I just want to, you know, at the onset of this series, I really want to help us reframe that narrative of what that definition of, of being a woman of faith, a warrior, looks like and what it sounds like. That it it's not necessarily, you know, just this loud overbearing, you know, fists on the table, pounding walls down, you know, kind of like in your face type of faith. That it's not just that. It's also, it's a woman who knows who she is in Christ. And she is so firmly rooted and established in not only in who God says that he is in her life and in this world, but she knows that she knows that she knows this is who I am 
in him. And I will not be moved by the things of this world, but I am moved by the spirit of the living God. I'm alert. Uh, I'm sensitive. My spiritual antennas, if you will, they are, they're up, they're, they're alert, they're sensitive to where, um, where God is leading, what he's speaking, and how the spirit is also moving. And that's what she follows. So as we look over these, over these women over the next four weeks, I really think that we're going to be able to reframe the definition of what a warrior really looks like. So yeah, she was all of those things, but she was also an incredible peacemaker. I want to dive into a little bit more of her story. And uh, I just want to encourage you again, if you are not familiar with this woman named Abigail, uh, I encourage you to just set aside a few minutes uh, to read her story more in depth in 1 Samuel 25 verses 2 through 42. I'm going to just kind of dive right into the middle of her story. And so, you know, if you don't have uh, just a lot of the the fillers, if you will, um, to kind of fill in around what I'm going to say, it might sound to seem a little confusing, but I'm going to do my really best, give it my best shot here to to really help lessen that confusion and um, just really kind of fill in the blanks for you. But, you know, here we have back in the day, so David, uh, you you know you've heard of, of David, King David, the young shepherd boy who was anointed to be king over Israel. So he is in power now. He is, you know, at this point fulfilling that position to which God had prepared him and positioned him for. He is ruling as king, leading as the king of, of Israel. And so so keep that in mind because that is really important as we look at Abigail and and uh, and her husband Nabal. So David and his and his men. You know he you know he goes to Nabal. Nabal is you know he's he's incredibly rich. He has a lot of things and and just really uh, you know several things at his fingertips that really gave him an advantage in that in that world in which they were living. So you know David sends sends you know some of his men to ask for provisions for for help in you know in this particular situation that David and his army were in and so this is you know Nabal just just really is so arrogant and insults David uh, King David and and his men uh, and so rich though he was Nabal had just foolishly insulted the region's most powerful man yeah, so he just insulted um, the David, you know, and and his men. They're asking for provisions. We have a need here. Would you be able to help meet that need? Because it is through me, <laughs> it is through my, you know, my kingsmanship, if you will, that you are in the position financially that you are. So we have a need. Would you be willing to help us? And Nabal was just arrogant and insulted the king and these men. And so aware of of the danger that was about to unfold. I mean, this was just like like so climatic. I mean, this scene was just so climatic. And thank God for for one of the servants who was watching this take place and in earshot and aware of oh my goodness, uh Nabal just really insulted the king of the land and if something doesn't shift here if something someone doesn't intervene this is going to get out of hand really quickly so he's aware of the danger 
And this servant, he runs quickly to Abigail, asking her uh, to intervene. This is what just happened. We need some intervention here. And, you know, it's interesting that as Nabal's wife, she must have suffered his arrogance every single day of her life. And, you know, by this time, his, you know, just his his way, his character, you know, it, it just jeopardized now the entire household. Okay, because he was he was he was the leader of his household. And so his actions were not only just about him, but they would have a ripple effect and also affect Abigail and his entire household. That in and of itself should give you and I pause that, you know what, Lord? I need your wisdom to live in this world. I cannot rely on my own self. I cannot rely on my own thought and reason. God, I need you here. Uh, I need you to help me to know how to engage in healthy debate, in conversations, and, and how to steward myself really well. Because how I do those things it's not just going to affect me. It's going to affect those that I love and, you know, those that I'm, I'm, I'm leading, those that, that are, you know, I'm, I'm maybe teaching or, you know, the, the position that I'm in. It's not just about me. It, it also affects those around me. And so wasting no time and without a word to her husband, she loaded a caravan of donkeys with gifts for David and his men, which included freshly baked bread, skins of wine, red meat, and various delicacies. And she took them to David's camp. I mean, right there, we see a bold, risky woman of faith. I mean, come on. That is that is really powerful right there. As soon as she saw him, she fell to the ground at his feet, making one of the longest speeches by a woman ever recorded in the Bible. And, you know, when you think about that, that is really pretty powerful on her part. That is really, really risky, okay? Really risky here uh, to be able to, first of all, I'm not going to communicate to my husband what I'm about to do, and then I'm going to load up some provisions, and I'm going to ride off into the night to, to you know, King David's uh, camp, and I'm going to see if I can help bring some some peace and some intervention here because this is, this is not going to be well. So, wow. I mean, you know, as I look at, as I look at her story, right, right away, I am so, I am just so encouraged and so just spurred on in my own faith that, Lord, Help me to never bow to the spirit of fear. Help me to never be intimidated by by people, by law of the land or whatever the situation is, but to be fully aware of, of what is happening here, what is going on, you know, to be able to see the situation in the world or whatever it is that's happening that is unfolding before me, not through my eyes, but through your eyes, God. And we see that in, in Abigail. We see a woman who knows the difference between reacting and responding. Reacting and responding are two different things. And this here is so important for you and I as women of faith to be able to really fully lean into and really better understand that we are called to be people who respond, not just merely react. React is, is almost like a knee-jerk reaction. 
And it's oftentimes fueled by, you know, some kind of emotion like bitterness or anger or, you know, kind of in the heat of the moment, if you will. You know, you made me mad or I didn't like what you said or I didn't like what you did. And so I'm just going to give you a piece of my mind. Well, that is reacting. Okay. And that usually doesn't end well. But God, uh, when we are just really in tune to his voice and we're allowing the spirit to lead us and to guide us, and we're leaning into him for wisdom, it allows us to respond. It allows us to respond. In other words, we're saying, this is what's happening. God, help me to see this through your eyes. Help me to see this through your eyes. Give me your understanding in this particular situation. Give me your understanding in our current you know, culture, climate, right? Help me to be able to see this through your eyes. Because here's the thing, ladies, how we look at something determines what we see. Let me repeat that. How you and I look at something will determine how we see it. That's why we need to be women of faith who first spend time at the feet of Jesus, really you know, removing ourselves from distractions so that we can hear the voice of God, so that our eyes can be open to see how he's leading, our ears are open to hear what he's saying, and our spirit is connected and in the same beat as the spirit of God. And when he moves, we move with him, right? So we see, we see that Abigail, you know, in this speech that you can read in in 1 Samuel. I'm not going to go through it uh, for the sake of time here, but she has some really well-chosen words. Because remember, the king had just been insulted, okay? And so I think that we see in her well-chosen words when she reaches the camp and she talks to King David and intervenes on behalf of her entire household, you know, really which Nabal should have been doing as the leader of his house. But here's this woman of faith that's, you know, recognizing, oh my goodness, somebody needs to do something. Okay, Lord, I'm it and I'm willing to go. Here's my obedient. Yes, God, grant me favor upon this endeavor that I'm stepping out to do. And I just pray that you would honor me as a woman of faith who wants to live in a way that's honoring to you. Well-chosen words from Abigail. And that is a reflection, ladies, on responding, okay? When we're just reacting, like knee-jerk reaction, and we're just shooting off at our mouth, you know, that that usually does not reflect well-chosen words. But when we are responding, that always does. Because again, We've been spending time at the feet of Jesus. This woman, Abigail, rose above her circumstances to change the course of events that had just unfolded. She rose above her circumstances to change the course of events, and God honored her. God honored this woman of faith. You know, I think about, you know, so here we see Nabal as, you know, as an authority figure, really. He was the leader, okay, of their house. She was married to him. She was his wife. And then you have King David. So we have these authority figures. And, you know, when we look at Nabal, he was making some really unwise and damaging uh, choices and decisions. Okay, so... Does that sound like anything that you and I are living in today? 
I would hope that you are nodding your head and saying yes. <laughs> we currently have authority figures in our world that are making choices and decisions that are adversely affecting people. I don't know about you, but they've affected my life. They've affected my life personally as an individual. They've affected my husband, Tim, personally as an individual. They've affected us as a married couple. They've affected our household. These choices and decisions have affected those that I love and those that I care about. And so when we look at Abigail's example, it begs the question, so do we respond? I mean, do we respond? And if so, how? How do we respond in this world that is so just so divisive and and the spirit of hate uh, is just running wild in our society right now and and there's just it just feels so divisive and so argumentative you know there's there's just a lot of fighting and and arguing and um and it's almost like like I see people walking through their lives and walking through conversations uh, on eggshells have you felt like that I know I have but Abigail, she had self-control and she stewarded her voice, her position, and her life really well. And she, like I said, rose above her circumstances to change the course of events. And this right here is where is is like kind of the, the, the catch, if you will, for you and I to follow her example, to follow the the fruit of the Spirit, to allow the fruit of the Spirit of self-control, to allow us to steward our voice, our position, and our lives really well so that we can respond in a way that will help usher in change, that will help usher in a shift in the atmosphere, that will help just really uh, have, have an effective influence in this world. I don't, I don't really think that, that just merely reacting and, you know, just kind of doing this and flying off the handle and, you know, and, and uh, those types of things, I don't think it's going to bring the type of change that you and I want the kind of change that that I believe God wants and and shouldn't we want what he wants well you know it's easy to allow evil and godlessness to make us bitter right have you felt like that have you had to resist that i don't know maybe it's my own sad story but i've had to i've had to really pray against that i've really had to to pray against just the root of bitterness and and just anger to win the day because of of just these these authority figures making choices and decisions that are having an adverse effect on on my life and on the lives of people that I love but if we can take that bitterness and that that anger that we're that we're feeling in in just watching our our country that we love just move so quickly away from from a god uh, a godly society if we can reframe that and begin to just really come at it with prayer and when god tells us to take actionable steps that is responding and that is reflective of what we see in Abigail in that she rose above her circumstances to change the course of events. We don't see her, we don't see her complaining. 
right? We don't see her complaining. We don't see her pacing the floor and, and feeling anxious and, and, you know, feeling intimidated. Did she maybe have some of that? Did she maybe have, you know, some fear? Um, did she maybe uh, have some doubts uh, of how this might, how this might unfold? Because her actions were incredibly risky. She was taking a bold risk. I'm sure she did feel those things. I'm sure she did feel a little bit of intimidation. I'm sure she did feel a little bit of fear. I'm sure she did have a little bit of doubt, but she did it anyway. And that is so important for you and I to remember, especially in this world that we're living, we're going to feel those things because we're human and it's a part of living in the world, right? And so instead of spending so much of our time and so much of our effort and energy in you know, trying to completely just remove those things from our lives until, you know, before we're, we're willing to step out and take some actionable steps, uh, you know, and give God our obedient yes to rise above our circumstances, to change those course of events, can we, like Abigail, and these other women that we're going to look at here over the next few weeks, can we, like them, follow their example and say, you know what? Yeah, faith isn't denying reality. I am feeling afraid right now, but I'm going to do it afraid. I am feeling intimidated right now, but I'm not going to allow intimidation to win the day. I feel some doubts. I don't know if this is, if this is going to effect any change. But I'm going to go anyway, because sitting on the sidelines, that's not going to bring change. And so, God, I'm just going to lay it all out here. I'm going to lay it out all out here. I'm going to be all in with my faith. I believe, Lord, that you have called me to be a, a strong woman of faith, that you see me as a warrior for you. You see me as a prayer warrior. You see me as, as, a, as a woman in, you know, just battling and engaged in this spiritual battle that is happening in our world right now. We're in a spiritual battle, whether we want to admit it or not. And I just want to remind you that that's how God sees you. That's how God sees you. You know, when we look at Abigail again, she understood the events that were happening. She wasn't just ignoring them. She wasn't just like, oh yeah, that happened. And gosh, that's really too bad. And I don't know how this is going to work. And so whatever, you know, I'll just kind of, you know, kind of let the chips fall wherever they may. No, no, no. She understood what was at stake here. She understood that there was a lot on the line here. Abigail was a courageous woman who made the best out of a difficult situation. She knew the cultural principles that were at work in, in this type of situation that she was facing. Nabal, out of just plain good hospitality and out of gratitude for the protection of David's men had provided, he should have given David's men what they asked for because King David had just has been so kind and so generous to Nabal and to his household. And again, like I said earlier, it is because of King David's generosity and kindness that Nabal was in the position and had the things that he had. It, it wasn't because in and of himself, it was because of David. And so Nabal should have said, of course, King David, however, however I can help you, whatever I can do, whatever I can give, my house is your house, so to, so to speak. And so when David sought vengeance, when David sought vengeance, 
Abigail interceded, and she realized that vengeance wasn't something that was up to David, and it really wasn't even up to her to give. She understood that vengeance is God's, that vengeance is God's. And so we see this incredible woman of faith, again, rising uh, above her circumstances to change the course of events. She knew, she knew how devastating this decision that her husband Nabal just made. She knew it. And you and I, we know how devastating some of these choices and decisions are in our world, right? We know. And yet we know that if we react, we are taking upon ourselves kind of like, I'm going to take vengeance and I'm going to, I'm going to just let them have it. And I'm going to pay them back and I'm going to demand, you know, and, and all of that. But if we instead understand that we have a part and God has a part, he's asked us to do ours. We can't do his, but when we do what we can in the natural, he will come and put his super on our natural and supernaturally. That's when the course of events begin to change. Reacting versus responding. Looking at her example, I am encouraged to stand up and stand in the gap for not only you know my my household but for but for all people right for all people abigail what uh she she stood up and she stood in the gap not just for herself but for her arrogant greedy selfish husband who didn't deserve her intervention she stood she stood up and she stood in the gap for her servants and for for everybody else that that was going to be adversely affected by Nabal's just arrogance and and insulting to the king man when i think about you and i and applying this to our own lives who is on the other side of you and I rising up, taking a stand and standing our ground. Who's on the other side of that? And I don't know, can I encourage you today that there's a trailblazer on the inside of you? Yeah. There's a trailblazer on the inside of you. You're clearing the path. You're you're making a way. And you are a leader. I'm a leader. I'm a trailblazer just like you. And when we remember that that every single one of us has has a role to play, if we're going to see events, if we're going to see a course changed in our world, it is an all hands on deck, everybody doing their part, right? That's why God, he calls us the body of Christ. Every single one of us has a role. It might look differently than what someone else is doing, but make no mistake and don't let the devil lie to you that it is any less significant than what someone else might be doing, that it's less valuable, that it's less needed, that it's less effective. Those are lies from the pit of hell. Because we are a body of Christ and every single member of the body of Christ, all of our brothers, all of our sisters, every single one of us has value and has worth and are significant. And every single one of us are carrying something placed on the inside of us by our creator God to bring change in the world. And the world is waiting for you and I to rise up 
and be everything that God has created us to be. It is time for us, just like Abigail and these other women that we're going to be taking a look at, to begin to impart wisdom, impart faith and guidance in in our world. However that looks, right? However that looks for you. However that looks for you. It might be different than what I'm doing. But listen, make no mistake. We all have been called to impart wisdom, faith, and guidance in this world. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 through 7 says this, Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she'll protect you. Love her and she'll guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Wow. Okay, so that kind of wisdom, the, the, the faith that we need and the guidance that we need, it, it's not found in our own thought and reason. It's not found in popular opinion. It's found at, at the feet of Jesus. That's where it's found. Again, like I said earlier, having our eyes opened, Lord, help me to see, help me to see this world and help me to see what's happening, what's unfolding, what's taking place through your eyes. Help me to see this the way you see this. My ears are open, God. Impart unto me your wisdom so that I can then impart that wisdom that you give to me out here into the world, into my sphere of influence. The Bible says in the book of James that. If you lack wisdom, that God to ask God and he will give it to you liberally. Wow, I don't know about you, but I need wisdom. I need wisdom. You and I, <laughs> we need wisdom. We need guidance. We need a measure of faith to live in this world, don't we? I mean, we just do. We do, and thank God that we have a source, that God himself wants to impart his will, and his mind into us so that we then can impart what he has deposited into us and we can give it out into the world, right? We can wisely respond. We can wisely engage in healthy debate. We can wisely contact uh, people that you feel you feel God is calling you to contact, uh, you know, to help bring change in, into the world. Uh, we need his wisdom to know how to pray, right? We need his wisdom to know how to make wise decisions. God, show me what to do here. I don't know what to do, God, but my eyes are on you. That is a passage of scripture. I believe it's out of 2 Chronicles, which is in the Old Testament. It, one passage of scripture, gosh, I think it's 2 Chronicles, maybe chapter 20, I believe, where it says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Wow. There's a woman of faith right there for you. That's what a woman of faith sounds like. God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. God, I don't know how to respond here. Give me your wisdom so that I can take actionable steps and follow your spirit as you lead me to engage the world around me. The definition of wisdom is discernment, insight, sense and judgment above average. You see right there, just in that definition, it does not include, wisdom does not include relying on our own sense and reason. It just doesn't. That will lead us astray. That is a dead end road. God, I need you. 
I need you. Show me. Show me. And let's follow, you and I, let's follow the example of Abigail here and these other women that we're going to look at over the next few weeks. So I hope that this first episode, uh, together with the introduction of last week, I hope that already you are feeling bolstered in your faith. This is going to be a really great series. I'm excited about what the Lord is just showing me and imparting unto me, and I'm going to give you everything that He has been showing me. So I hope that you continue to show up each and every week. A new episode drops each and every week. And can I humbly ask you today, Would you be willing to partner with me as I impart unto you what God has imparted unto me? Would you help me to help spread this message? Because again, in the body of Christ, we need encouragement right now. Thank you so much for standing shoulder to shoulder with me. I'm honored to be engaged in this spiritual battle with you. I'm glad that you're by my side. Take care. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll catch you next time. Next week, we're going to be looking at the story of Esther. For such a time as this, you are here. Yeah, for such a time as this, you and I are here on the planet Earth, on planet Earth right now. There's a reason why we weren't born a 100 years ago. Right now, for such a time as this. Amen? Have a great rest of your week. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.